Hello, hello, and welcome. My name is Dallin Hawes, a financial planner serving you as federal employees, helping my clients who are federal employees retire confident and comfortable. And that is my goal with every one of these videos that we do, to give you the answers you need to succeed. So today is a Q&A where I answer your questions about your federal benefit, about investing, about taxes, about anything when it comes to helping you get to your goals. And if you have a question yourself, there's a link below um, where you can submit that through my website. And I, that, this is that's the pool of questions that I pull from every single Saturday when we do these Q&As and we're going to jump right in. And that reminds me, actually, if you have a question about your federal benefits, you can certainly submit it below, but also odds are I've done hundreds of videos and articles about questions about your federal retirement and investing, all the things that uh, we talk about here on the channel. So if you just Google, you say Haas Federal Advisors, then your question, odds are I'll have an article that'll pop right up. So definitely check that out first, but like always, you can submit it in the description below. There's a link there. Okay, question number one. This Fed says, can I invest separately with companies such as Vanguard, for example, or open a Roth account, even though I have a TSP account? So this is a great question. So basically what they're asking is, hey, I'm a federal employee, I have a TSP account, a thrift savings, thrift savings plan account. Can I go to, to Vanguard, can I go to Schwab, can I go to Fidelity, any of these big banks and, and um, invest, investing companies basically, right? Can I go to them? And can I open up accounts to invest there as well? And the answer is, yeah, most of the time you certainly can. Now, there's different accounts that you can open up and the, each account has different rules, right? So the very standard account that you can open up anywhere is called a brokerage account, where it's not a retirement account. There's no major tax advantages for using it. Um, but the good news is you can put in as much as you want and it doesn't matter what your income level is, you can use that account. Now, when you're talking about a Roth IRA, or a traditional IRA that you can open up at Vanguard or whoever, um, there are income limits. So basically, once your income is over a certain limits, you can no longer put money into those accounts probably like you want to. So, and I have a whole article to go through every detail when it comes to this question of, hey, when can you use both accounts? When can't you? What are things you can do? Um, so I'll put that in the description below and you can definitely check that out. Okay, question number two. They ask, how is the TSP match calculated when contributing to the spillover catch-up contributions? Is it 5% of the catch-up is matched at 5% or is it 5% of the whole TSP contribution, the catch-up and the TSP contribution? Okay, so I've seen questions like this in the past and um, I'll answer it with, um, it's neither, it's none of that, none of that. So. Um, basically, when we're talking about the match in your TSP, let me kind of clarify what, what we're talking about. So basically, anytime you put money into your TSP, your agency is going to match up to a certain limit. Basically, you put money into the TSP, the agency says, hey, that's what we want you to do, we'll, put, we'll chip in some money as well. And basically, if you contribute 5% of your salary, then they will contribute up to 5% as well. So it's, it has nothing to do with, uh, it's not 5% of your TSP contribution or your spillover contribution, none of that. Not, it's not your catch-up contribution, it's none of that. It's all to do with your salary, 5% of your salary. For example, if you make 100 grand a year is your base pay, 100 grand, right? Well, that means if you put up to five grand into your TSP, then your agency is gonna put five grand as well because that's 5% of your salary of a hundred grand, right? Now you can put 
more than five grand into your TSP, right? But your agency will match only up to 5% of your salary. But again, if you only put four grand, if you put less than 5%, then they're gonna, they're gonna match up to, they're gonna match less than that, right? So if you wanna max out the match, you wanna contribute at least 5% of your salary, if not a lot more, because of course you wanna be prepared for retirement. You don't wanna do just the minimum, right? You wanna have more in your TSP for down the road. So of course you wanna do more than 5% if, if you can. That is certainly a great starting point is to do 5% of your salary into the TSP to get that full match. So that's how it works. Okay, question number three. They ask, I am confused, or they, they say, I guess it's not a question yet. They say, I am confused. I've been told that once I retire, my FEHB premium, so their health insurance premiums, will never go up ever. I know the Fed will continue to pay the same percentage, which is about 75 to 72% of it, but are you saying that the premium costs will go up? So I'm not sure what video they're talking about when they submitted this question. I've, I've done tons of videos on health insurance and how it works in retirement. Um, but basically what they're asking is, hey, I've read different places that my FEHB premiums will never go up, right? Um, but are you saying, hey, they do? Well, it depends. It depends what we're talking about. So when you retire, there's no magic switch that changes the price for your FEHB premiums. Um, the prices for retirees are the same for people that are working. There's no big change there. Now, um, there's a couple nuances there. First, if you are a USPS employee under the bargaining agreement that basically negotiated so that you pay a, a smaller percentage of those premiums while you're working, well, if, that, if that's you, then actually when you are retired, you'll start paying the normal amounts again, which is higher than you're paying your, during your career. So that's one nuance there. And second, when you're working, you actually pay your health insurance premiums with pre-tax dollars before you pay taxes, okay? And once you're retired, that benefit goes away. You have to pay it with after-tax dollars, okay? So the premium may not change. You may be paying the exact same price in retirement as you were um, during your career, but you're paying with after-tax dollars, so it's gonna net cost you a little more. So that, that's one nuance there, and over time, the individual FEHB plan, for example, let's say Blue Cross, Blue Shield, the standard plan, over time, that plan's going to increase in price. They raise their premiums every year, right? Most years, right? Um, because health costs are just rising, 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 um, health insurance costs are going to rise as well. For example, I have a, just a couple data points here. So basically in 2001, so if you are on Blue Cross, Blue Shield, standard plan, self plus one, okay? So again, it, let's say it's you and your spouse, um, Blue Cross Blue Shield standard plan, that would cost you about $608 a month. Now, if you're still working, that's gonna come out every two weeks, not on a monthly basis, but on a monthly basis, about $608 a month. Now in 2022, so that the number I just said was 2021, now in 2022, the same plan, Blue Cross Blue Shield, self plus one, the, the price has increased to $627. So a little less than $20 increase um, just because the premiums increase over time, right? That's kind of the prices do increase over time. So again, to answer your question is um, the prices will increase. Um, again, there's no magic change that happens when you retire. You retire and boom, it increases. Well, no, it increases for other reasons, whether it's just the annual increase for the individual plans, whether it's, hey, now you're paying with after-tax dollars or you're a USPS employee under the bargaining agreement, now you're not. Um, and so you have to pay the full price, um, things like that. 
So those are kind of the things to think about. And actually in the future, I'm gonna do a whole video on kind of the main, main changes that do happen in retirement. But the good news is, yeah, the plan basically stay the same and, and the premiums don't change just because you're retired. The, the working employees and the retired um, annuitant, they do pay the same price. So I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions yourself, again, there's a link below to submit those. And I hope you have an incredible rest of your day, your week, your month, and we'll see you next time.